finding a comfortable seat. Letting your eyes close. If it feels like a lot with everything going on, to turn the gaze inward, then finding a point of focus and letting your gaze just be soft. It's beginning to feel inside your body. Noticing what's happening today. I know for myself when we take this moment, when we move from the doorway of our regular lives into practice life, it is phenomenal how distinct one day is from another. noticing anything that's coming up for you both in the body and then if you're like me my thoughts have been pretty rapid fire (laughs) and big big feelings and so taking note naming like we've been practicing And for today, can you bring one hand to your heart and then one hand to your solar plexus? And the solar plexus chakra in yoga is where the root of our identity of how we engage and move in the world. Right? How spirit meets this particular human body. And creates that sense of who we are. Right, and then the heart where we meet the world relationally from that place of identity. The heart's often said to be the gateway between the lower chakras and then the upper chakras, that place where our humanness and our divine spark meet to form this perfect alchemy of our beingness. And so just holding those two places close today. Reminding yourself that we do this practice not to be better breathers is my usual joke. (laughs) 
or better meditators or to be really good at a yoga pose but so that we can wake up and to wake up means to be radically honest and present with what is And the working definition of love for 2020. (laughs) I'm allowing always for things to shift and change, but what I'm working with right now is that love is saying yes to what is. And so in this moment, which is so profound and unique, and painful? How can we say yes to it? What is that going to look like for us? How are we going to engage with the world from a place of being awake? And then let's take three deep breaths together. Big full inhale through the nose. Let it just flow in like a river. Little hold at the top, feeling your solar plexus and your heart get full. And then long, slow exhale. Breathing in. little hold feeling that feeling of fullness and then let the exhale be longer than the inhale one more of your heart, of your solar plexus. Mm. That willingness, that thirst to wake up inside of you. Good. You're welcome to stay here holding yourself or drop your hands, lift your chin, and open your eyes. Um... Okay, uh, I mm, um, I wanted to tell you a personal story. It's good to TMI, you guys, with like actual practical uh, work in the world. <laughs> um, a, I wanted to say thank you for continuing to show up. My guess is that I will probably lose some people and gain some people because I feel so passionately about what is going on right now. But I am willing to be in a place where a lot of learning can happen and where it is messy. Um, If you were in class yesterday, there was a lot of big feelings. 
Um, and I did a lot of talking to multiple people um, after class yesterday. And a lot of big learning happened. And it was a wake up moment for me because it was certainly not comfortable. Um, and in that discomfort, a lot of learning happened for multiple people. And it is in the discomfort where we learn, right? <laughs> it's in the messiness where we learn. Um, if it was all curated and went exactly as I planned and, and everyone said the perfect thing and uh, there was no messiness, then we wouldn't have that opportunity to learn. Does that make sense to, to you, friends, um, those of you especially who were there yesterday? Um, and I just wanted to say thank you for continuing to show up and being willing to get uh, messy and to keep learning together. Um, I Last night, there was the big um, protest in Portland, and I made the decision. I was like, I can't go tonight because I knew I was going to wake up and do this and parent, you know, parenting and all the things. Um, and then I was feeling a lot of guilt about not going. Did anyone else have this choice and maybe that happened? Yes. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I was like, huh, you know, I read that quote in class yesterday, or I said it out loud because it's one that I have in my heart from Hafiz. He says, fear is the cheapest room in the house, and I would like to see you living in better conditions. And I thought to myself, you know, Audra, this uh, guilt kind of seems like a cheap room to live in. You know, <laughs> what's going on here? What's underneath this? And um, as soon I, I had texted my um, person, my boy person. It's hard for me to say boyfriend still. Um, <laughs> and... And I said, I said, I hey, I'm feeling guilty for not going to the protests. I just want to say it, speak truth to that guilt. And as soon as I said it, what was underneath, because I gave it some space and I said it out loud, arose. And um, it was a like heartbreak to the extent that like heartbreak is like like weeping. And that feeling of like being fully broken open in your heart. And I realized that the guilt was almost a covering, right? It was, our brains are so crafty. <laughs> our bodies are so crafty, you know? And um, my body was like, oh, you want to feel like what's actually going on? No, no, let's not do that. Let's try a little guilt instead because that's familiar and easier to feel. And then once I made space around the guilt and it was able to disperse the actual heartbreak of what is going on, I was able to feel fully and to cry it out. Um, and I felt really grateful for that moment and actually ultimately grateful for my choice not to go to the protest last night um, because what happened felt a little bit more important. And this also is my work. Um, this is my lane. Um, so... Uh, I wanted to talk about that and also to, um, I was listening to a podcast this morning, which was really helpful. I think Valerie posted it and she, the woman who was talking was talking about how um, when we're trying to do the work of decolonizing our minds and our bodies, right, um, that moving toward shame or towards guilt or those feelings is a way of 
um, re-centering the discussion around us and ultimately around whiteness um, and that it's not useful. Does that make sense? Um, and it doesn't mean that we're not going to have the shame or that we're not going to have the guilt, but I would like to suggest to all of us um, as we continue to talk about what it's like to be in a white body, um, and especially in this group as white women, it's important for all of us that when we start to feel the guilt and we start to feel the shame to do the actual practice of making space around it so that we can feel what's underneath it. And what I found yesterday is what underneath what was underneath it was a feeling that was in much more service to connection and then ultimately to action, right? Because when we're tapping into the heartbreak and allowing kindness to move into those spaces that are broken open, um, that's where I want my action and my engagement with the world to come from right now, not from a place of guilt. Yes? Does this make sense to you? Okay. Um, And I would also like to say that at this moment in time, it is very important for us all to be engaging in some sort of action, right? Um, Dropped my phone. Um, And to be doing, not just meditating, like we talked about in the meditation, that there's... uh, We are doing this so that we can wake up, not just to be great meditators and great breathers. And ultimately, I mean, I feel grateful that this has been Love Hive's message all along. Like, I'm like, oh my God, we've been doing this all along. If we can't put this spirituality stuff into like practice in our actual lives, then it doesn't matter. And we talk about that all the time. But right now it's like extra important. Um, So taking this lesson about noticing the guilt, the shame, whatever that might, the feeling that might try and be overlaying some sort of actual deep pain and sorrow for what is happening in our world, right? And it's not just what is happening right now. It's like the gazillion years before, right? And it's a lot to hold. But we, we have to trust that the expansive love inside of us is capable of holding it. Like, I tell you guys every class that there's an expansive seed of love inside your heart, and we got to trust that more than ever and engage with that more than ever. Um, okay. Uh, oh, I have, um, there's a quote from, two quotes I'd like to read you. One from Krishnamurti, who's a teacher down in Ojai, who says, you, are th- you think you are thinking your thoughts. You are not. You are thinking the culture's thoughts right? Which is so, so good. And this is part of that work that I talked about earlier about helping, about decolonizing our mind and our bodies, um, is to begin to notice what thoughts, uh, most of the time it's not our thoughts, it's things that we were taught and beginning to root those out. And then the other thing, this is from Mark Nepo, he writes, existence will rush to fill us and overwhelm us if we don't meet the outer world with our inner life. Yeah? That one's so good. And the key part being meeting the outer world, right? Because we can want to go inside and just stay there and use meditation and practice as a coping mechanism. And if we're doing that, we're missing the boat, friends. And that's the point of this talk is that we have to meet the outer world, right? But we can do it from a place where we are working to decolonize ourselves and from a place where we're working to um, move from a place of expansive, expansive love and to trust that.
okay um let's go to our mats